Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life's transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup book series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Great to have you here with me this morning. And as usual, we have another fabulous guest with us today. The transitions that we go through as women many times can stop us in our path. We're just, they're unexpected. We don't know how to handle them. They perhaps affect us far more than we expected them to. And they just really make life difficult for us for a while. So that's why I was so compelled to do this show, where we actually get to know women that and hear women that have gone through journeys of transition. Because when we're in our darkest hours of transition, it's sometimes really, really difficult to see the other side. So, My guest this morning is one of those ladies that has gone through several transitions, and she's great enough to share those with us. But I'd like for you to get ready for this wonderful hour that we're going to be spending with Donna. And so get your favorite chair, get your cup of coffee, your tea, whatever is choice of the day, and sit down and and. Get ready to enjoy a really, really informative show today. As I said, my friend and colleague, Donna Dolly, started, is an author and a success coach. She's just finished her first book, The Joy Charged Life, 52 Simple Practical Ways to Create Joy in Your Daily Life. And that was published in November of 2012. She is a premier coach with eWomen Network, socializing, specializing in helping entrepreneurs who want to make more money and get more clients through writing blogs, newsletters, and books. She privately coaches individuals who want to have more fun, more success, and more joy in their life, career, and relationships. She is certified in several coaching and training fields, including certifications from Jack Kenfield and Louise Hay, two of my favorite people, I might say. Donna blogs regularly on a variety of topics and ghostwrites for various business owners. Her blog can be found on her website, which we will be hearing about during the interview. But Donna and I, just to share a little bit, when we started our transition, little did we know we were starting it at the same time, which is in 2010. Now, as you know, it all, we were at the point where we were saying, we need to 
move forward. You know, we're kind of, we've experienced a loss or a transition in our time, in our lives. And you know, it takes a while to get over that shock. And then you go, oh, wait a minute. I need to start focusing on me again. I need to start thinking of me again and how I'm going to move my life forward. So when Don and I met each other, it was at a Jack Canfield event in Scottsdale, Arizona, his breakthrough to success. And then we went on to do another coaching program with Marsha Weeder. So we spent, actually, and we're even roomies, weren't we, Donna, for almost a year um, in our transition time. So we, but you know what's so funny and I've learned through doing this radio show? Even though Don and I were roommates and experienced a lot during that year, we would periodically be roomies. And it's only through this radio show that I really can appreciate my guests. You know, you really, in your research to provide you all with a good show, you, you research your people that are going to be interviewed. And I'm just so impressed by the accomplishments that Donna has done in her life. And so I welcome you, Donna. It's just a delight to have you here today. So thank you, Joyce. It's a delight to be here. <laughs> you know, we had a false start once before when we had planned for you to be on, and then uh, a few things uh, made that impossible, primarily right. the phone line. Yeah. And so uh, today we finally did it, and so it's a successful day for us. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, you know, the last time the phone company had a different idea than what we had, so, you know. <laughs> I always figure things happen for a reason. <laughs> well, I'm thinking that maybe there was a special guest out there that needed to hear the show, and she couldn't make it that day, so she's with us today. How's that? That's what, that's what I think. Yeah, I think that, too. So, you know, when we met in 2010, you had already gone through your moment of of transition or thought. So, it started off with your career after 27 years, you made a big decision about how you wanted your life to look. So could you just kind of share with us about that? I did. I I had had a long career in a technical field and it was never really what I felt like was my calling. Although I did enjoy computers and I enjoyed the work and I loved the people that I worked with. Uh Uh, It was just not what I felt like I was really meant to do because I I never really fully embraced that whole life. Mm -hmm. And uh, in 2008, of course, the economy sort of fell apart and my company offered early retirement packages. And I thought, well, you know, I probably would not get another opportunity at this where, you know, I can take a package and get paid for a few years while I'm not working. Right. Yeah, that is... um, I, you know, I said, yeah, let me do this and um, and then figure out what's next, because I really didn't know at that point. You didn't have any idea of what you wanted to do when you made that decision? I I had a vague idea that I wanted to do something in the arts, because I have a, a background 
in music and arts and mm-hmm. and of course my my degree was in english um so you know it it was more what I felt like my soul wanted to do was create things as opposed yeah. to fix computer problems and mm-hmm. stuff like that so um I really felt like that that was what I wanted to do, but I didn't know exactly how and what form that was going to take. Right. Right. And yeah. Well, see, I'm impressed already with the computer, fixed computers. I'm like, <laughs> computers, what do you mean? You know, uh, so, but that was quite a transition. I don't know how you ever got in there for music. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Do you, is your instrument the piano? It's one of them. Yeah. Oh, Okay, what do you play? Well, I, at the time, I played most, pretty much all of the woodwind family, um, the piano, and, uh, you know, percussion instruments, which are, you know. Oh, wow. But you so, didn't get your degree from college in music. I did not, but I, I went to college on a music scholarship, and I majored oh. in music. Um, oh, but I ended up dropping out my senior year because I just didn't know what to do with it. I did not want to teach. And right. when when you're in the music field today, it's completely different than when you're in the music field in the 1970s. Mm. Yeah. So in the 1970s, you had a fairly limited range of jobs. Um, yeah. And, and you sort of had to be the best of the best in order to get a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Or you had to be discovered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Discovered. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I sat first chair uh, alto sax when I was in high school. Yeah, that's a fun instrument to play. Yeah, but that's it ended when I graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> I sold my saxophone. <laughs> so, yeah. But okay, so so you decided you took early retirement, you decided to move forward, and then there's about two years in there before you and I met. So what were you doing with that in those times? I was trying to stay alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, because uh, two weeks after I signed my retirement papers, I went in for my yearly mammogram, Uh and they found cancer. Ah. and Probably brought on by the stress of your previous job. <laughs> probably, yeah. I think that there's yeah. a lot to that. Right. Um, you know, the cancer itself was not a major thing. It was a stage zero cancer. It was very operable. Mm-hmm. And all I needed was a lumpectomy. And so mm-hmm. we did that. And then six months later, I went in for my follow-up mammogram. And they found more cancer in different places. Oh, my goodness. Again, it was still stage zero, but it was almost like, you know, a shotgun blast Mm -hmm. because it was in tiny little microscopic pinpricks everywhere. So Mm -hmm. we decided to do a bilateral mastectomy at that time. Right. And that is a major surgery. Mm -hmm. But during the surgery, I also got a staph infection. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. That that was the kicker. That was the tough part. I mean, it it takes you a while to recover from that surgery anyway. Yeah. But I didn't really recover because the the infection would 
reach an acute phase, and then I would be back in surgery for them to, you know, kind of clean everything out. Oh, and yeah. this went on for four months um, with one sur- emergency surgery every month until they were able uh, to identify exactly what that infection was. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to stop you here because we are going to go into a break in about 30 seconds. So I, w- I want to stop at a good place so that when we come back from our break, we can pick up with your story. Okay. Uh, there's always complications, even If there's a plan, there's a complication, it seems. But we'll be back to hear more from Donna Dolly. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence, and how to create your life as a living legacy, where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome, welcome. We are talking today with Donna Dolly, author of Joy Charged Life, and it's just a wonderful book. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed reading that book and like to offer it to my workshop uh, attendees. But Donna, we left you kind of in a a (laughs) difficult place before the break. You had gone in for surgery for your second surgery and had, while, while in the hospital, had contracted or do you contract staph infection? You get staph infection. So you've gone through some of that transition. So you want to pick up with your story there? Yeah, sure. So by the time they figured out what the staph infection was, they had had to deconstruct my reconstruction, my breast reconstruction, mm-hmm. and everything. And then, you know, there was a month of... Um, IVs, where I carried an IV around with me most of the time. 
while yeah. we got rid of the infection. Once yeah. they figured it out, it was pretty easy to get rid of. But over a period of two years, I had a total of 15 different surgeries related wow. to breast cancer. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That could be a record. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, so for the next two years, you were battling that and chronic pain that was caused from the staph infections and I'm sure the surgeries that you experienced. But then there had to be a day that you said, okay, God, I just want to go on with my life. I just want to move on. And so I think that's probably when you and I met. Well, yeah, and, and I was still dealing with some of the surgeries. I think when you and I met, I think I still had another reconstruction to go Ah. um but uh, i was mostly through that and Uh really starting to try to recover by then Mm -hmm. uh, which was a a long process to be honest um when you have that much trauma to your body it it really does take a while to get through it all (laughs) yeah yeah your body's saying what are you doing to me (laughs) So we attended, uh, so we got, we found each other in Scottsdale, Arizona in 2010 at the Jack Canfield where uh, Breakthrough Through to Success and uh, that was an intensive week of seven days that we spent uh, going through his workshop. Now, coming out of that, what was your feeling? Did you have more direction or were you thinking what you wanted to do or did you have a better idea or still in search mode? Well, I did and I didn't. I, I think I knew then what I wanted to do, but I didn't know exactly what form it was going to take still. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I knew then that I wanted to help other people through this kind of transition. Yeah. and help them with their life, but I didn't exactly know how that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing about working with Jack was it really did change my life because I had not realized over the course of my corporate career how much I had tried to shut down my emotions. Ah. And because when you're in a woman, a woman in corporate America, and you mm-hmm. want to succeed, you cannot be emotional. Right. There's a double mm-hmm. standard there because a man who's emotional is passionate about his job. Mm-hmm. A woman who's emotional is a crazy, hysterical bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Quote, and, unquote. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, huh. you know, I had to bury so much of myself and my feelings constantly. And I really do believe that that's what caused the cancer because mm-hmm. every day I would go to work. And I would bury that part of myself. And it really took me probably two years before I felt like I had brought myself back to being who I really was. Right. And that work started with Jack. Right. So that was that was just an amazing week that we spent with him. And then, of course, mm-hmm. we went on to study, study further with him. And, you know, you're just uncovering layers and layers and layers of things. Right. Did you do more. did you do his advanced training after that? I did. I did the Yeah, so we were doing then, that. Yeah, we did yeah. The, his trainer program mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. And then you and I really were roomies when we had moved on to uh Marsha Weeder's work where we got our our 
well, it's my coaching certificate and certainly um, one that we use for our work today. So, but you have a list, as we all do, as we're uh, walking along this path. But you also worked with Ken Crager, who is uh, a very interesting man. Wonderful yeah. background. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Ken uh, is actually uh, a Hollywood producer and a, um, at, at the time, early in, our, in his career, he was manager for a number of really big names in Hollywood, uh, the music industry. Uh, mm-hmm. He was Lon- Lionel Richie's manager. He was Kenny Rogers' manager, uh, Trisha Yearwood, uh, the Bee Gees, several people wow. like that. You yeah. know, he was, he's a remarkable man, and he is not just a good manager for them, but he was also a very good teacher, and that's what he does now, and mostly is teach, although he does still produce some movies and things like that. What um, was that musical, that song that he produced? The, I remember that. Yeah, uh, it was the We Are the around- World. We are the world, yes, right. yeah. Which yeah. Uh, is a, Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones wrote that, and then everybody who was anybody in the music business at that time was in that video. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember he telling that story. I don't. I would. I don't know what at what event it was, but anyway, it was quite impressive. Um, to just you know, we think those things just come about so easily. <laughs> But, no, there's a lot of work that goes into producing something so huge as that one song was. Right, Um, And makes such an effect on the United States and the world. And the world, yeah. Yeah, just awesome. Okay, so you are well qualified by your certificates and experience to coach. And so... When did you decide coaching was where you really wanted to be? I I don't know if I could put a date on it exactly, but I I knew that uh, the more I did it, the more I loved it. Mm. Because I saw what what I call the awakening in people. Mm, Where they really were able to wake up and look at the things that have been maybe bothering them for years and mm-hmm. change those things because for the first time they were able to see what was happening and change old patterns. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's sometimes, I think, interesting to look back and see how all those uh, pains, all those transitions from your work, making that major decision to, to change your life, to go out on your own, to retire early, and then being faced with a major surgery after that, which lasted an extended time for recovery, was like two years and longer. And then you, we sort of got on our path. But without all that previous pain and decision-making and transition, sometimes that's almost needed to get us into coaching Right, and yeah. it's almost needed in, to get us into whatever it is we really want to do. Right, right. yeah. Because it pushes you out of your comfort zone completely. 
<laughs> indeed, indeed. So in your coaching, you've been through some transitions and you're coaching right now. What is your coaching area right now? Well, I, I really work in a couple of different areas. Uh, for e-women, I, I coach people in business or women entrepreneurs mainly who mm-hmm. are trying to figure out how to write for their business, to write a book or to write blogs to help promote their business. Mm-hmm. Um, but my other area of coaching is, is that I do mentor IT professionals who are burned out because I like to teach them how to have a six-figure job and have a life. Right. And it's a big problem for a lot of people in IT because if you're working, especially for a global company or you're working with computer systems that have to run 24-7, you, you really don't have an off time. If something mm. goes wrong, you're going to get a call. Um, right. And if you're global, you tend to work with people on the other side of the world. So people in IT will go work their entire day at home and then go home and then spend several hours at night on the phone talking to somebody in India or somewhere over mm. the other side of the world. So well, how does one manage their time with that type of schedule? It's really pretty simple because, honestly, the, the thing that most people don't know how to do is say no. Oh, my gosh, no. Not that yeah. word. No, yeah. <laughs> it's very, very simple. And I see this all the time is that, that they think that if they don't do this, that they're somehow going to not measure up. Uh-huh. But, but the truth is, if they continue to do it the way they're doing it, where they're working all the time, their families are suffering, mm-hmm. they are suffering, mm-hmm. and if they're actually less of a good employee because they're so exhausted. Right. So, well, I, I can see that for a woman in that field, it might be even an added stress of, of feeling like sh- she's not measuring up if she's not totally available all the time. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that, that happens with women all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So learning those word that two-letter word no is pretty important for creating the structure that you want in your working environment. Um, and do they abide with the same 40-hour work week? Oh, no. really? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right. Well, we're yeah. going to go on break here, and we'll come back and visit more about transitions and learning how to say that word no, spelled in O, and see how you can implement that into your daily life. But the transitions that are necessary to keep your life in balance is always a learning. It's a learning trick to be able to balance your life and still have a life. So Donna and I will continue talking about this when we come back from break. So stay tuned. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. 
Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence, and how to create your life as a living legacy, where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Donna Dolly. And Donna, in 2012, completed her book and published her book, The Joy Charged Life, 52 Simple and Practical Ways to Create Joy in Your Daily Life. It's a delightful book. I have my own copy signed by Donna Dolly. And um, I just love the examples that you use in there, Donna. But... I'd like for you to tell us, tell our listeners why, why did you decide to write a book? Well, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to be an author, but you know, it just seemed like such a big, overwhelming project that I didn't really know where to start. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I ended up finding a publishing contract first and that's not anything I would advise anybody to do, but I thought, well, if I sign this publishing contract, I will actually be motivated to write it, and I'll write it. Right. Uh, and I didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that work for you? <laughs> not very well. Um, I didn't write it for probably a year, and I, I do have one correction. It didn't come out until 2013. It came out last December. Oh, I'm sorry. Or November. Um, it's not but, my fault. It's on the paper that way. Okay. Um, <laughs> but but the thing that happened with me was I was finally feeling normal again. 
Yes. And I was uh-huh. feeling good. And I was ready to resume my life 100%. And I slipped in the shower, fell, and fractured <sighs> a vertebrae. No. No. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh. You know, when the universe uh, wants you to do something, you know, it sometimes hits you with a two-by-four. Right. And so <laughs> that was my two-by-four. Um, I was, you know, the orthopedic surgeon says, you don't need surgery, but you can't do anything for the next six weeks. He says, wow. I want you to go home and sit down. No walking, no, you know. Anyway, yeah. so I was stuck in my recliner for six weeks. And I could uh, watch The Real Housewives of something. <laughs> Which would drive or, you crazy. <laughs> right. Or I could do something else. And uh, yeah. I ended up writing a book. And I wrote the book in about two weeks. Really? Right. Well, but when you don't, you can't do anything else. You, you know, right. I couldn't sit in front of a computer, so I wrote it longhand. Yeah. Um, but when you can't do anything else, you do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, who did you decide to do your book with? Um, I went with Balboa Press, which was mm-hmm. a, a division is a division of Hay House. Right. Right. Um, and there's so many different ways to go. How did you arrive at a decision? Well, I, I r- arrived at that decision because I had spent uh, a, a little bit of time with Ray Tracy, who's the president of Hay House, and. I mm-hmm. uh, heard him speak a few times and, you know, gotten some opinions from him on various things. Mm-hmm. And Reed actually does look at the numbers of the book sales that come out of Balboa. Mm-hmm. And he looks at those for his next authors that he's going to pick up for Hay House for new authors. Oh, I see. Uh, so that was one of the main reasons. And the other reason was that I knew that I was going to go with a company that had a high level of integrity. Yes, yeah. right. And, and they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and they, and they do. And not all, not all publishers have that. So, you know, you have to be very careful when you're selecting a publisher because it can cost you a lot of money. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I went to an event in Austin, Texas, two years, two or three years ago, two years ago. And it was the first time, I believe, that they had done an event there that has several of their speakers come in. Uh, Wayne Dyer was there. It was a Hay House, I, I guess, uh, event. And right. Wayne was there and several other speakers were there. And uh, it was really, but in the, this, ex, this lobby was filled with books, just yeah. filled with books. Yeah. And it also highlighted um new authors there, which was uh, very interesting, I thought. So I love the way they supported their, I don't know how those three or four people were highlight or chosen, but anyway, I thought it was very interesting. Well, uh, I mean, it's, they're, it's very simple how they're chosen. They pay for the privilege of being there. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Money talks. <laughs> there's there's a cost to everything in the publishing world. <laughs> I see. And well you, you can, were you were at that also, but you were were you working at their booth or something? Uh, I, I was working at the Heal Your Life booth. Okay. Where Louise Hayes teachers. Booth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So okay, so you wrote the book and 
then there's uh, the they published it for you. How does it take very long once you hand them? I know there's several proofings and things that go back and forth, but once you say, okay, this is my finished product, here you go. How long is it until it is a printed book that's able to be sold? That depends a little bit on the publisher and depends a little bit on um, how you want it edited. And it also depends a little bit on the, the workload that the that particular publisher has. Oh, okay. um, so mine was it took about a month and a half. Oh, my goodness. That's much shorter than I would have thought. Yeah, um, and it was probably a little longer than normal with uh, some of the things because the um, the time of year, you know, I published it right around Christmas. Yes. And everyone wants to publish their book right around Christmas. So, uh-huh. so people will buy it for a Christmas gift. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but, but was the review section uh, process, how long did that take? Um, and I'm, that's, that's prior to publishing. You're, you're talking about the editing? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it took a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't think the actual editing for them took very long. It's just a matter of their workload and, you know, their editors and how, how much they get to it. But, again, that's very dependent on how good a writer you are. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. a really good writer. So yeah. um, it was very easy, an easy edit in that all they had to do was check grammar, spelling, punctuation, and, and consistency of format. Right. Yeah. So there, well, the way your book is content. set. Yeah, with it being fifty-two ideas, a daily practices, it's set up uh, very simply, and and yet very interesting. You know, this is okay. What am I doing today? Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's great to read that way. Um, did why? And were you completely satisfied with the process? Now that you have one under your belt, do you have a desire to do another one? Or yes. have you achieved your goal? No, you want to do another one? Oh, sure. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm not writing another one yet, but the idea is there, and it's just kind of turning around. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm one of these people when I do sit down to write, everything has to flow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think there will be a time when I'm ready to do that. And <laughs> I just kind of trust whenever that is. I, I, well, I'm i no, not one no. of these people that, that has to write X number of words a day because maybe that is the better way to do it. I don't know. You know, I know Sandra Brown and a lot of best-selling authors do that. They write every single day and they write until they finish a certain amount every single day and that's how they turn out novel after novel after novel right but now we don't want you to slip again in the shower to have to write another book no i don't think so (laughs) that's kind of like time you do the chair (laughs) but so you know this wasn't necessarily the book that i intended to write but it was the book that came out of my whole experience right Right, because I was so sick and in such a bad place, and yet every time I would go somewhere, people would say, you look great, you know, (laughs) because I was supposed to look really bad because I really was, I had been through the mill. 
Um, but, but the whole thing was, I realized as I was going through this, that it was my choice mm-hmm. how I dealt with it. And I could be having a major pity party, which I will admit I did have like one or two, but you could, they never you were lasted entitled. for very long. <laughs> yeah. Or I could, I could change the way I felt about things and the way I decided to feel about things, and I could be happy while right. I was going through all of this. Yeah, and that's why the book was written because when you're facing a major crisis like that when you keep yourself in a place of happiness and a place of joy, your chances of survival are much, much higher. Right. Right. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. All right. Tell my listeners right now quickly where they can find that book. I want them to buy copies. Okay. Uh, Well, you can buy it on either Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Uh, It is called the joy charge life. And you can, you know, search on either Amazon or Barnes & Noble for that title, and it will bring it up. And it's available in Kindle, Nook, and hard copy. Great. Well, I really encourage people to get it. It's a lovely gift to give somebody who is in a transition that's needing uh some ideas of what can I do today to face this. For instance, I can think of a widow that's newly widowed or uh, somebody that's just been through a divorce or they just can't think, what do I do now? What's the next step? So it's a beautiful gift to give somebody that uh, needs a little help thinking about what can I do today that would bring joy to my day and do it without a lot of cost the ideas that you provide are really very doable so i really applaud the way that you created that book because it's a useful tool for so many people that are having facing that type of transition so uh go to amazon and look up the joy charged life and you will find it there So we're going to take a brief break, and we will be back, and we're going to talk with Donna in our final session about how you can find her on the web. So we'll be back shortly. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford. After this short break. Spark Your Soul Radio with Ann Phyllis. Perspectives with purpose. Insights with heart. The WooHoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world. From your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Ann Phyllis is a spiritual analyst, fire starter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant. Using the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature Soul Sense system, Anne offers weekly wisdom for tuning in, letting go, unlocking, and unblocking. If you've been walking through life with excess baggage, a heavy heart, a feeling of disconnection from your inner life, consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships, life, purpose, work, and spiritual consciousness. 
every week on Spark Your Soul Radio and takes you on a journey into the heart of your soul sense. There, she helps translate your energy, essence, and soul truth knowing into positive action and change. From this space of personal awakening and transformation, you're able to reignite your spirit, spark your soul, and live in alignment with your vision and values. Ready to spark your soul? Check out past shows by clicking on the podcast player. Got a question for Anne? Want to be a guest on her show? Visit sparkyoursoul.me and listen to Anne every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here's coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Donna Dolly is an author of The Joy Charged Life. And we were talking uh, before break about writing the book and how she came about writing the book. And I have been so excited about the book since I've read it. It's, uh, tell us, Donna, tell us a little bit more about how the book is broken down and how it could be used. Okay, well, it's really broken into 52 different things that you can do, and which is, is intended to be one per week. Right. And some of these things that, you know, you can uh, you do do it every day. Um, and the whole idea is, you know, if you find something that resonates with you, do that. If you find something that's suggested that doesn't resonate with you, don't do it. But ask yourself, why do I resist this? <laughs> so, yeah, 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 that would be good. Yeah, yeah. We never like to look at that, though. No, I we know. Just, uh, you know, we just blow it off but, without uh, asking the, the really important question because there's growth there. There is growth there because yeah. if you're resisting something, you're probably it's probably outside of your comfort zone, and why is that? So that's a mm-hmm. good thing to know. Mm-hmm. So give us I, an example. Give us an example of what one of the the week's assignments might be, or suggested assignments. Yeah, well, there's a lot of really fun things that are, that are intended for you to be able to do these without spending really any money to speak of on it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them you may spend a few dollars, but not a lot. Uh, I, I got really tired of seeing these books that say, oh, well, get, get a massage. Well, that costs $100. You know, not yeah. everybody has $100, and I can't go do that every day. Right. So, you know, it, it's just and it it's just the kind of thing that I wanted people to be able to do when they didn't have a lot of energy, when they didn't feel good, mm-hmm. when maybe they, they didn't really have any money to spend. So 
for example, one thing is to do something completely different and to do something that you've never done before. And that, mm-hmm. that can be a different form for you. It can be like just changing your hair completely. I've never worn my hair this way before. and wear it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, getting some nail polish and some wild color that you would normally never consider wearing and polishing your nails a different color. <laughs> I did um, that one. <laughs> Yeah, I know I a couple of people have done that. <laughs> yeah, now it's really kind of in, you know, to do these really loud and different colors, yeah. purple, orange, whatever, and to paint on them. But when I was doing this, this was like almost 10 years ago. And, you know, there was either red or red. And so I came out with purple. And it was quite <laughs> interesting to see, first off, I had to accept it myself, which was uh, difficult for me to do. But I felt if I could do that, that would be good. So I did that. And then it was purple. And it kind of, I had to kind of look at it and and watch reactions. I had to get uncomfortable with that polish on my nails. So it was quite <laughs> an interesting, you know, it doesn't sound like a big deal now, but 10 years ago, uh, right. Well, it's still it a big deal for some people because they think polish needs to be either red or pink, and they're not going to wear uh-huh. anything else. So, right. <laughs> yeah, get get the blue, get the green or the yellow or something, and try something different and mm-hmm. see where it takes you. Right, right. Or you can have these wonderful designs that they put on your toes. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of getting uh, over. That's kind of getting into the budget, but a little bit. But anyway, just kind of if you can just do the plain polish, that's that's right. a step right there. So, what would be another one? I really appreciate the fact of the mother money keeping it in financially in a good range for anybody to do. And it's not that we have to go out and spend money all the time to have change and experience new things. I mean, we've really gotten ourselves into a mindset that's around the dollar. Right. So what would be some of the others that you have? Another another one is just to help someone every day. You know, and, and this just is stuff like writing a recommendation on LinkedIn for a colleague who, and somebody that didn't ask for one. Just write it for them. Um, clean out your pantry and take the food that you aren't going to eat anytime soon to a local food bank. Uh, that would be good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pick up litter in your neighborhood or the beach or wherever you're at, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, put a nice post on somebody's Facebook page if you're into social media. Just post on their page and say, I, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you and how much I'm thinking of you. You know, that would make somebody's whole day. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of stuff that you can do to to help someone, to do something good for someone. Um, just, heck, it'll make you feel good, too, because you're giving something to somebody else. Yeah. You know, the, the gratitude uh, is so important in not only helping us fulfill, feeling fulfilled, but helping others be feel fulfilled so the simple act of just saying hi or smiling at a stranger on the street which we can do in texas um it's sometimes more difficult 
in some of the bigger cities or far away in the east or west. But, you know, we just had that down-home, I want to say, attitude, Uh, certainly where I live, and I think probably where you live, because we live in smaller cities. But um, I love getting the reaction, smiling and have people smile back at me. But it all starts with me. Right, and I really like that. So my listeners can see or hear that these are wonderful suggestions for people. Have you particularly found, a, a, or is you just do you have anybody and everybody buying them? It's not any particular group or it, as far as not, you know. You know, most of the buyers are women, but I think, Women buy most of the books anyway. (laughs) But uh, I have had a lot of people tell me that they bought it for a friend. Um, In particular, I hear a lot of people saying that they're buying for a friend who is going through chemotherapy. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's a very um, difficult time when you really don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And these are little things that you can do that just don't take you that much energy. Right. Yeah, that's a great su- su- suggestion. Um, now, you finished this book, and you said you've got another one that you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. But what else do you have, Donna, on your platter that you're wanting to create? Okay. Well, I am actually creating an author course for people who want to be first-time authors, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that'll be starting the next couple of months. And Wonderful. We go into things like that, um, the strategy for your book. First mm-hmm. of all, why do you want to write it? What do you want the book to do for you? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's things like that that people don't really think about at all, um, because it, it does make a big difference on how you publish the book mm. and what you do on the back end of it after the writing is complete. So there's there's a lot that goes into writing a book to make it a success because, frankly, the publisher isn't going to do it for you. So you're going to have to do that for yourself. Well, you know, there's a... There's a <laughs> it's kind of misleading. Uh, I'm trying to think of this show that comes on every day. Castle. And he is... Uh, a, it's a daily show weekly show and he is a writer but the illusion that they give you is that he's always sought after the publisher doing it all that it's just he he writes it and hands it over and that's not exactly the way publishing a book goes is it it's really not even major authors um Today, I mean, and if you're thinking of somebody comparable to Castle, you know, somebody like a John Grisham or some, somebody yes. like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, they can publish a book and almost anything out there with their name on it is going to sell well. Mm-hmm. But they're still expected to do a certain amount of marketing that wraps around that. And mm-hmm. if you are a new author and you are an unknown author, you are going to have to do all of the marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Every and what is it. involved, when you say marketing, what does that mean? Well, does that mean going to books and signing, book uh, bookstores and signing the books, or what does that mean? 
that means creating media opportunities for yourself so that people oh, okay. are aware that your book is out there. Right. It means also uh, creating a buzz on social media about your book. Mm-hmm. It's what a publisher would call a platform. And okay. a platform really is nothing more than having a following. Mm. And if you have a following, then you can sell your book to that following, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of people don't have much of one, or they have, you know, a couple of hundred Facebook friends or something like that. Well, yeah. you know, increasing that to a big number is what you need to do in order to make your book a bestseller. Right. Well, Donna, we are coming down to the end of our time together, and it's been a real pleasure having you be on the show today, sharing all your wonderful ideas about your book and your journey, because the greatest thing, I think, is that you're you're over on the bright side of your journey. (laughs) So I really appreciate that you came on the show today and that you were so open to sharing your journey with us. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, always. It was great fun. And I look forward to our next uh, event together, which I'm sure we will be doing something together. But it's always such a pleasure to have people share their journeys. So for you, my listening audience, I hope that you will realize life is a journey. And when you come up against a a really stressful or block in your life, that it's not going to last forever, but you'll take the action that's going to move you through it. And it's when you listen to Second Wind, you can get ideas. Thank you for being with us today. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest. Second Wind.